Hello and welcome. It's not the Dream Team commentary. It is the Media Masterminds. And we have been rejuvenated, brought back to life like Jerry Lawler yet again. And we're back. But this time, we've recast the role of War Machine's roadie, Mr. Dr. Ace. Dr. Joe, welcome back. Oh, it's good to be back. I mean, I was played by a different character before. Well, so Mr. Ro- Mr. Rose, not Rhodes, but Rose, Benny, uh, it, it's like uh, we wish him well in his future endeavors. And, uh, you know, we were going to have a uh, eulogy for him and a procession. But no, he's not gone. He's still part of the team, but we're trying something different. Uh, Myself and Joe, uh, our schedules align a little bit better than Benny. So Benny will be on uh, on more special occasions, I guess, and maybe uh, different kinds of shows. But for now, it'll be myself and it'll be Joe. And uh, that's really it. So Benny is gone, but not forgotten. <laughs> talk, talk about him as if he's uh, passed away, but he's not. And He's, uh, not. he's not over my backyard fence yet. He's not. not not yet. He'll, he will definitely be on uh, future shows. He is rejuvenated a different podcast for, uh, uh, I don't know if it's totally tied to the site we write for, Gaming Age, but it's called Press for Time. Him and Tyler, uh, it's a good, good listen. Uh, if, if I don't know how long it's going to be running. May, may, we'll, we'll have to be in competition to make sure we stay longer running and consistent than they are. And I, I know Joe will do it just purely out of spite. So this will become a spite podcast. I don't care if I have to record this podcast when I'm 85 to just be long, long running. No, they, won't have podcast. they won't have podcasts by then. We're not I'll, making it to 85 by then. I'll be a bag of vegetables by then. So what this originally started off as is, uh, as many of you listeners know, if you've listened to the show before that uh, I had a son, uh, the last we spoke, which was uh, June of 2022. We're now in February 2023. And it was difficult getting everyone together to do shows, even, you know, trying to do some shows with Joe, where Joe would fill in for Benny before and getting Benny on the same page. Then Kevin Conroy, our Batman, I feel comfortable saying, passed away uh, at the end of, of 2022. And we began the discussion, the three of us, of doing a sort of tribute to Kevin Conroy. And it never panned out. So I still wanted to do it. So I think we're going to start. We're going to start with our favorite Batman, the animated series episodes as a tribute to Kevin Conroy. And uh, I know Joel is a big fan. He'll he'll get to say what, you know, he wants, but I've, I've said before, like when I read a Batman comic, he will forever be the voice of Batman. I don't foresee anyone taking over the voice in my head is Conroy. It's the perfect Batman voice, in my opinion. And uh, even like the Arkham games, it's just, it, they're just amplified by him playing the role of Batman. He is the constant since childhood of being Batman as long as far as a voice goes. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been in so much media from like the animated series through the Arkham games. And, you know, I don't get that same feeling of him being in my head, like reading the comics. I kind of, it's weird. I don't really 
to get that kind of voice in my head for any type of reading, except for the G.I. Joe comic based on the cartoon. That's probably the only time. <laughs> but he's like a he's like a constant. Like if you are a Batman fan and you grew up like on this stuff, it's like he's always been there. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah, he, he for me it's like I'm not a big fan of reading books in general, regular books. But comics I do love to read. And then I think it brings me more in when I envision the person speaking in, in my head. And he, the staples are Conroy as Batman, Hamill as the Riddler, uh, as a Riddler, as the Joker. No, as the Riddler, uh, yeah. The, the, the voice of Peter, who was Peter uh, Parker in the Fox Spider-Man, used to be the voice. Now it's kind of like I've watched so many of these animated series and even the new game, they sound pretty close to the same. Whereas Conroy and Hamill are so distinct, like no one's really truly replicated their voices. And then there's Peter Cullen as Miss Prime, who is will always be Optimus Prime to me. No one ever, no one ever comes close. He's in that same ballpark as Conroy and Hamill. I don't want to discredit Mark Hamill's Joker. Also, no, you 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 can't. I mean, they definitely. You know what the thing is with with them, and this is where you and I kind of disagree a little bit is that you have had so many great actors play both characters that I like, I love Mark Hamill's take on the Joker. It's, it's phenomenal, but there's been so many people that have been in the, in the pot kind of that have played, you know, both characters that, you know, it's like, they kind of all vie for like attention. Yeah. I would say I would say Cullen is a different story because he's obviously voiced Optimus Prime, like even in live action movies. So it's kind of yeah. not, you know, it's kind of like his character, you know. Yeah, but other people have been cast in the role. I mean, there's other series that he, Optimus Prime is not him. Well, but, those are the terrible series. <laughs> there's a couple that are still good. I give them credit, but it, it they don't know Peter Cullen. So yeah, I think we both uh, we both are, were saddened by his passing. We're hopeful that he would still, you know, be Batman in, in some other things going forward. Uh, he is going to be the voice of Batman in the Suicide Squad video game that is coming out this May. So we'll see how much he recorded for that or whatever. It's like his final his final note, I guess. This is a his swan song. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're not playing as Batman, though, in the game. So Then it's dead already. <laughs> so we'll go through. I have a list. Yeah, I just realized I have a list of six, so I'll move one down. Uh, I have two other honorable mentions for the show. We could go through them. I'm not like, I'm not, they're not really in the exact order of top fives. They're more like just my favorites, I would say. Uh, I could pick one definitively as my favorite overall, but the others are kind of, they can kind of move around. Maybe one and two, I could definitively say, but the others are uh, almost interchangeable at certain points. I approach this list a little bit differently. Okay. I went top five. These are episodes. It's, it's a Venn, Venn diagram. I'm doing an illustration here, a Venn diagram. I'm going to upload this to YouTube. Don't worry. So, I got the toy closet back there for the toy film. So that's fine. Perfect. We could go closet for closet episode. Yep. Board game so, closet. 
So the diagram kind of goes like episodes I really like and episodes that have kind of uh, an even kind of focus with Batman and Bruce Wayne as a character, because that's where Conroy shines when he's yes. voicing the both characters. Yes. So I try to stay where those two meet. I gotcha. So I'll say I did not build my list with that in, te- in mind, but there are uh, two to three episodes on, on this between honorable mentions and my list that are that fall into that that category of, of hitting both roles. So we're going to probably have some overlap. I, I was sure that we would have some overlap, but we could just talk talk about the episodes and, and see where it goes. So okay. do you have a straight five then? You don't have any honorable mentions? No, I don't. I mean, I, I was, I'm anticipating you doing something ridiculous, like throwing the Mask of Phantasm movie in as a pick. No, no, no. I, I only included TV show episodes. <laughs> So I did okay. not include Mask of the Phantasm, which I do actually really like. So, Because if we went all animated material, I probably would have went with that as a pick. And I might have actually ventured into some of the like other DC animated stuff like Superman and Justice League, but I didn't. So it's just, it's just five. It's just five in no particular order. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, Return of the Joker, the, mo- the animated movies are great also. So they're not really on the list. So honorable mention-wise, we could kind of go through them pretty quick. Uh, Dreams in Darkness is one of them. That's in my, that's in my five. <laughs> well, well, I guess uh, I don't want to spoil all your, your whole list then, but you could discuss Spoiler. it then because it's an honorable mention for me. But it, this is where Bruce is in, wakes up in Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Uh, Right, and he's uh, straightjacketed, and this is a scarecrow episode. Yeah, so it's a it's a scarecrow episode. He's locked up in Arkham because he's gotten hit with the scarecrow toxin. They don't believe Batman that he's, you know, that scarecrow's escaped, and he's got this plot to poison the the water with the fear toxin. Kind of sounds Which like is a very movie plot. Batman Begins. Um. What drew me to the to that episode is how when he's having the hallucinations in Arkham of his parents and he's trying to save them and the way the scene is animated and he's like yelling out to them, not as Batman, but as Bruce, and he's watching them walk into the tunnel. And then as he's walking towards them, they go into the tunnel and the tunnel turns into a giant pistol and yeah. he starts firing shots. And yeah, so, so it's it goes without saying that this show still holds up so incredibly well. The the art style, everything about it, the script, you know, playing it so straight for a children's show with no pop culture and no nothing that would ever date the episodes, really. You know, it, it's just really incredible that we could go back now, you know, 25, 30 years later and still watch these episodes and, and they hold up as as well as they do. They are, and they're they're well written, and they kind of create their own world where, like, it's like things are not like it's weird. It's like they're dated, and they're not like you have like atmosphere. Like the TV is all black and white, but yeah. then there's like technology that, like, even when the show was written, it's like some of the stuff is not wasn't was like not even around yet, and now like as like one of the other episodes i'll talk about it's like now like the technology is like 
far surpassed like what was written for the show that took place 30 years ago well that was written 30 years ago and you know that's like part of the hallmark of it they make their own world and it like it holds up but but you know what's great too is they they, like you like the combination you're saying is that it had uh zeppelins right in it like also and like they were so weird how out of place they were in it and i was watching something I mean, it fits the world, but it's still weird when you first initially yeah, see yeah. it. But I don't remember exactly if if it was it was another anime movie. I think it was they did like a Scooby Doo, Brave and the Bold, and they used the actors and everything from the Brave and the Bold cartoon series, but they made Gotham out to be more like the animated series with the Zeppelins. <laughs> And the, the the Scooby crew are asking like, well, what are they what are they, what are they doing with the Zeppelins? They just <laughs> use them like for searchlights, or I'm pretty sure that was it because I watched a few Batman things recently. But uh, anything else in Dreams in Darkness? I I, I like that episode. It was just not enough to make my list. Like I I batted around. There's no uh, Scarecrow episodes on my list, so this was like the one I wanted to make as an honorable mention to include Scarecrow. I don't like his redesign when they do. The Adventures of Batman and Robin, you know, when they re- redid oh, all the characters, the, with the Hangman's news, he's gone yeah. through the most change. He's gone through like the most changes out of I think any of the characters in that series. He's got like three yeah. different designs. But the the other part of this episode that I liked with with Conroy is it it goes back and forth like how he's Batman, and then during the the like the second hallucination, he's getting attacked by like poison ivy. And he's like pleading with like Robin and Alfred to help him. Yeah. And they're just like how he's going back and forth, like through this episode as, you know, Bruce and Batman, it's, you know, that's like his, his thing, like his, his niche where he like seamlessly goes from the, the one brooding voice into another. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great episode. It, it like I said, it, some of these are almost interchangeable. They would make my list depending on the mood I'm in. And uh, honorable mention I had was one of the only episodes I have from the uh, the, when they did the redesign with the adventures of Batman and Robin is probably the most famous episode from that run, I would think, is Mad Love. Okay. And that is uh, more like a Harley Quinn episode. And she actually ends up big thing about the episode is that she ends up trapping Batman, right? Yeah. And he would be done. He would be gone, a goner. She presents him to the Joker. And because she did, she was able to successfully get him. Like he didn't want, he wouldn't let it. It just shows you their relationship and he wouldn't let it stand. So he ends up getting, getting released because he was Can't too vain, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's probably one of the better episodes of, uh, of that. La- Is that the last season? Is that season four? It, 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 I guess it depends on who you, who you're asking, because I think yeah, that, that like it's it's broken up. Like when you buy them, it's broken up by volume. I think it lands in the fourth volume. Right, right, yeah. So that gives you the origin of her in it. It's got some some uh, some provocative stuff too for a children's show. You know, like she shows up in like lingerie in a different scene, and she's asking Joker to rev his Harley. You know, it's like, it's like for a children's show, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty provocative. It's a little, uh, 
innuendo, sexual innuendo. Yeah, that would have got thrown off now. <laughs> Can't have but, it. Uh, so that one was not on your list, I'm assuming. No. Okay. And see, now I have six on the main list, which was, was a mistake. So I'm going to throw one off. and I, I, I kind of want it on the list, but I'll add it to the honorable mentions. And it is the Clock King. <laughs> Clock King episode is uh, I don't even have a page open for it. I do. There I was toying with putting that on the list. It's such a it's such a good episode. I feel like because it's so different and it's more like it's like falling down meets Batman. Yeah, because it's like somebody that was was played everything straight and narrow, and then one day they're told, you know, he's told to, you know, and it fucks up his whole life basically, and he's yeah. out for revenge. And I like it because it's like he's not he's not a villain that you could go like, you know, Batman went fist to fist with this guy. He would like knock him out and that would be it. Right. So it's a lot more of like the psychological. Right. He's more like the the Batman. Yeah. But in the second in the other episode that he's in, which I don't have the title for up here, he's he's got like more like powers, which is, I don't think is as good as this episode, right? Because doesn't he like teleport or something in the other episode? Or He he like befriends a scientist that makes a device that I guess slows time down around you. Right, right. So and like, that was just a little too goofy for me. Yeah. But I mean, how much, uh, you know, there's not much you could do with this guy. You know? Yeah, but that's why it was cool. I thought there was like, they did something different rather than have one of the the typical staples, which the show featured a lot of, you know, uh, Two Face and and Killer Croc and Penguin and Joker and the, Catwoman. The, the Clock King is one of the few guys that is not really a Batman villain that they used in this show. I right. Forgot. I think he's like a Flash villain or or something. I, he's not in Batman's. I believe. Gallery. I believe he is a. Yeah, I think he's a Flash villain. Flash that always has like the weird fucking. Yeah, like mirror, mirror master and Captain Cold, your favorite. Yeah. One of my one of my favorites. A Walmart All version right. of uh, Mr. Freeze. So let's. I, I agree with that. Let's go on to your list. I know you gave one already, but I don't want to keep rattling them off and ruin, you know, the chances of keep stepping on you. Oh, don't step on me! <laughs> All right, so we said dreams in darkness. We're gonna go with another dream episode. I gotta start writing. I got let me check these off my list before I start repeating myself like a old man newspaper. Oh, we'll take that one off. So this episode is a Mad Hatter episode. Oh, per chance to dream. That's my number five. Oh, there we go. Now we now we knock each other's lists off. <laughs> This is an awesome episode. It, it's so good. And as I was watching it, it's probably one of the few times where Conroy, he does Batman, he does Bruce Wayne, and he does Thomas Wayne. Because yeah. in the episode, uh, Bruce Wayne wakes up and he's not Batman. And, he's, and the way he plays Bruce off, that he's just a mom? Yeah. Dad? Like, it's and, so good. And it's like one of the few episodes where it's like, you know, you you don't really see you see some of Bruce Wayne in the, in these episodes here and there, but this episode is like almost all Bruce and it's all Bruce Wayne in unfamiliar territory where his parents yeah. are alive. He's about to get married. 
you know, Batman is still around, but he, there's something off and it's driving him crazy. And he needs to figure out like what's going on. And he tells Alfred, the the back cave, I can't, what? (laughs) You can't get into the back cave. Alfred looks at him like he's a crazy person. Yeah. And then later on, he's like, did you find it yet? He's like, well, good thing. He's like, because then we'd both be crazy. <laughs> it's such a good episode because it almost, like, they don't reveal that it's uh, uh, the Mad Hatter until the very end of the episode. So yeah, the, it's, the, it's almost like, alluded that it could be the Scarecrow or someone else. Yeah, the whole the whole plot of it, it's really well done. And, you know, the, the that is like the big reveal. And the, there's nothing in the episode that gives it away. Except, I guess, if you watch it like a second time, like when he explains in the in the bell tower to Batman how he how he figured out that he's not in his reality. Yeah, it wasn't like you're reading something or or I don't yeah, know, like I don't, he tr- I, he I, tries I, to like read a thirty something year old spoiler and he can't read anything, <laughs> and he explains that like. When you're oh, awake, Joe, you you ruined it for everybody. Spoiled it. Fucking when, unbelievable. When you when you're asleep, you can't. That part of your brain doesn't function. Right, right, right. So it's not really like a. It's not, he's not like hallucinating, and it. You know that's the big reveal is that he's he's dreaming. Yeah, he's in the dream machine. Yeah, um, and I, I I put this on my list, and I I try to keep my list. Here's a spoiler. I tried to keep my list to have a single episode for villain. So I really like uh, Tetch's introductory ep- episode where, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, it's similar to Clock King, his origin story where he's interested in Alice and Alice is with a different boyfriend and then uh, she becomes single and he works on his, his uh, gadgets to make impress her, right? But this episode is just, this one is far and away the best Mad Hatter episode. It is. His introductory episode is very strange. Yeah. Very. uh, You feel bad for him in the, in in the intro episode. Yeah. Except for the, uh, except for the almost date raping uh, (laughs) part of it. But yeah. And then uh, off with the head. (laughs) (laughs) Very Alice in Wonderland. Very, it leans very heavily yeah, and I mean, I don't know what he's he he need he needed like a female friend. You don't you don't dress up like a fucking Alice in Wonderland character for a date with with somebody you like. <laughs> well, he was he was weird in the first place. I I know. Well, you your your wife's Alice in Wonderland fan. Do you think she would have went out with you if you dressed up like a Mad Hatter? Well, we could still try. Uh, you know what? We'll we'll. <laughs> We'll take that conversation off off podcast. I'm going to dress up as the Cheshire Cat and get one of those first things and go out there's on the pe- date There's that people on. into that. They're Dang. furries. So what's your next one? We we, we battled off uh, the same one. If we if this list mirrors, we're going to have some major issues. Oh, I'll be surprised. I think you, there's got to be at least one one for sure. Maybe two more that are are the same. Uh, all right. We'll go with the next one. That's that's written down here. Uh, the strange secret of Bruce Wayne. Also on my list. Oh my god, this is fucking terrible. That's num- that's that is my number two. Oh, is it? Yeah. Like I said, these are in no particular order. Well, the rest really weren't. Besides my one and two, I would say. 
so that's my number two because I really that episode's really good and and like the theme here we were both uh, we both have uh, which my list dies now from that is the Bruce Wayne Batman dynamic. So we've done okay. all my episodes that are in that in that field really, and this is a great one because it's Hugo Strange and most of his most of his villains. Yeah, uh, we got a what's this up here? Yeah, it looks like uh, the account does not have uh, as as long as it used to. We're gonna have to uh, break it into segments. Well, okay. we edit that. We fix that in post. We, fuck it. We do it live. All right. So yeah, it's uh, it's got Hugo Strange. It's got the the big heavies, the Joker, Two Face, and the Penguin. Where Strange uh, has a device that reads people's minds, and he finds out that you know Bruce Wayne is Batman, and the whole thing is to auction it off. Right. And you know it's it's got like a good Bruce dynamic because it's you know half Bruce, you know. Oh, I'm Bruce Wayne, you know, uh, uh, he goes in there playing it off like he's just there for a relaxation spa. And he's got to play off like he, you know, he doesn't know, you know, that he's fine. And then like the second half of the episode, he's all Batman trying to do damage control against somebody who knows his like identity. Yeah. Well, and then Robin, that's the end of the story. Robin is is there as, as as, uh, yeah, Batman, Robin, right? Robin impersonates him yeah. right at the end to kind of like muddy the waters for, right. for Strange. But and, what's funny about this episode too is that this is basically the storyline for Batman Forever, right? Because they like the Riddler wants to steal in Batman Forever. He, he I mean, yeah. his idea, his idea isn't to steal Batman's, but he just, it just happens to fall into place that he does, right? I mean, he knew something was up with Bruce. Yeah funny how many of these movies kind of just pull from the yeah from uh from the animated series goes to show you how good it is Even though is Batman this Forever, the first appearance of hugo strange in the animated series i think it's the only appearance it's the only one yeah they do such a good job for a, a 23 22 minute show to introduce to a character and give you a full story arc for that character and you know and, and then you never see him again until like <laughs> Arkham Asylum <laughs> he takes that <laughs> Arkham City oh right? Arkham City yeah that's right he's, he's in the sequel <laughs> alright I guess I'll do the next one then unless you have anything more for that that one uh no that's it I mean and I mean you know you get the you get the villains in there and they just it's funny because they show one of the, like the few dynamics where you got like a guy a Batman villain that's trying to muscle in on the Batman villains and they just kind of like are not having it. Yeah. And they end up like kidnapping them when they find that they find out the tape is fake and they just want to yeah. throw them off an airplane. It's a good time. <laughs> it's, it's good when all the villains interact and they almost team up. That's, that's one of my favorite aspects of the, of yeah. the show. And those are some of my favorite episodes when you get like, like two, three, or more of the of the guys yeah. and they team well, up against Batman. It's not on my list, and I don't want you to spoil it yet in case it is on your list, but that's basically like almost got them, right? Isn't that where they're all telling their stories around that, the table? And that's one of my all-time favorite episodes. Not on not on my list. So. Okay. Yeah, that's a good episode too. So let me do the next one, I guess, since you're knocking both of ours out completely here. 
And this is the one I would be surprised if it's not on your list, and that is Christmas with the Joker. It is not on my list. Wow. All right. So then we might not have any more on here. So this is this one, uh, it has flashes to me of multiple things of the 66, uh, the 60s Batman when he, he escapes out of Arkham in the, in the rocket. This kind of like reminds me of when he uh, playing baseball in the live action and he escapes with like the spring. I think he has like spring shoes or something. Yeah. And this one's a great episode because he, he basically it's uh, flashes of 89 where he's taking over the TV stations and you know, like he uh, doesn't, he has uh, it's more like it's a wonderful life. But it's not, it's not going to be shown this year. And he, he has, uh, yeah, he has like Gordon, Gordon hostage and, uh, and Bullock and, and, the, yeah. and, the, and the news yeah. reporter. And then, yeah, so th- this was my, this was my Joker pick. Uh, the laughing fish episode is, is really good. Also, there's a bunch of good, and the mad love was obviously, uh, one of my, my, uh, honorable mentions, but that, I see that it's a Joker episode, but it's still more like a Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah, full episode because it gives our origin story. Yeah, but this I was mean, an I, early one, right? This was an early. Uh, the Christmas of the Joker was one of the earlier. It's like one of the. It's episodes. like one of like the fir- like the first episodes. Yeah, it's actually episode two. Yeah, listed as episode two. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. I end up watching it during the holiday season. You, it's, yeah, it, right. It's you have rotation. to watch it, and it's got like it's got the Christmas music in it too, and. You know, doesn't he battle like uh, nutcrackers or something? Also, it's like yeah, he's got like like robot nutcrackers and stuff. And that there's another Batman animated Christmas episode, and those two always in rotation. This one's a much more superior one of the two, but it's the, night, the holiday nights one is the other one, right? Yeah, which is yeah, more well, like that's a, the stories. Yeah, it's like an anthology where this one is just yeah. like a straight episode, and yeah. I mean, it's. It's probably one of my it. It might be in my top ten of Batman animated episodes, possibly top five. But for the for this list, uh, you know, it's all it, it's it's very heavily focused on on more like Batman than than any type of like Bruce part outside of Bruce thinking it's a wonderful life is a joke. Yeah. All right. So my next one. You've already touched. It's uh, the laughing fish. Okay, I knew there had to be a, there had to be at least one Joker. Oh, a Joker fish. One Joker episode on here. A Joker fish, Joker burgers. Both. Talk about a happy meal. Uh, it's probably. I don't want to say it's the best Batman animated episode, but it's definitely. It's it's up there. It's based off of like one of the, like the renaissance of the Joker and kind of like the turnaround of Batman in the comics. And like I've read the the comic, I have like a compilation, and it's it's very faithful adaptation. And in the episode, you know, it's you know, Joker's fucking he's poisoning fish and he's trying to get a patent on it. Because they smile like him, and it just—it's such a fucking wacky idea. Yeah. And 
And then one of my favorite parts in the, in the episode is as this guy is just knocking off all these bureaucrats because they're not giving him his patent. They're like in a room with one of the people that he's threatened and it's like all dark. And then the guy's pet cat comes in and the guy's like, Oh, it's just my pet. And like all dramatically, the fucking cat turns around and lightning hits and it illuminates the room and there's the joker fish and conroy screams out a joker fish (laughs) and it's meant to be serious but it just strikes me so funny like the delivery of it (laughs) it's so it's such an absurd like picture to watch this guy being so serious and you you got to be good to keep your composure to fucking scream that out it's such a ridiculous looking scene and then he goes. He goes on to like, you know, find the Joker, and it's got one of my favorite Joker like puns in it when he smashes Batman in the head with a wrench, and he says, "Meanwhile, back at the wrench," and he just fucking clocks Batman <laughs> right in the head. And I've only had the opportunity to ever quote that line once in my life, and it's so sad because it's such a good line. <laughs> Well, now you now you've been able to use it more than once. You use it on the show until someone on this show gets hit with a wrench again. You could dodge a wrench. You could dodge a ball. Just remember that. You have anything to add to this episode? No, I, I like that. I like all the Joker episodes. I mean, there's not many episodes in the show that I really don't like. And I don't want to be negative on, on this episode just because it's more of a tribute to Conroy. And, I mean, Conroy didn't write the episodes or anything. But there's very few episodes that I don't like. Some of the lesser-known villains, probably, I would steer. Like the Grey Ghost. Like some of those I don't really I care to oh, rewatch. You don't, you don't like the Mount Olympus people or the ones that they have, like the fucking animal heads? Those are terrible episodes. <laughs> but that's why and I approach this list very differently because it either would have been very Joker-heavy. Yeah. He probably would have been in almost every episode, whether it was him as the main villain or if I went with like the the episodes where you know there's like a like a group of them. He he probably would have been in like probably yeah. Well, almost la- all of them. last laugh is a good episode also, and that's with the Joker gas, right? Yeah, when he starts gassing everybody in the yeah. in in Gotham, he he don't make a bad episode. Well, that's not true, but he he he. I mean. Well, I'm it's also I'm, it's a, I'm a fan of the Joker, right? And it's also a credit to Paul Dini who wrote many, many of these episodes, and including the Arkham games. Yeah, it's true. So, my next episode is a different villain, as as I'm trying to keep consistently here, and Go this ahead. one is Mister Edward Nigma. If you are so smart, why aren't you rich? That's a good episode. And this one, unlike. Uh, the other episodes, well, the, the the strange life of Bruce Wayne has Robin in it, but he's not really Robin in most of the episode. And this episode actually is the team up of Batman and Robin, and them working together to to take down the Riddler. And Robin is integral in that because he uh, is more familiar with the but, maze yeah. and yeah, everything that is uh, what the Riddler is using to to try and take down. Uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah, until he says no, 
comments from the peanut gallery and he takes Robin right out of the equation. <laughs> oh no, that's the that's the that's not this episode. That's the other episode. Yeah, they work through the, the maze together and then they have uh see I haven't watched this one recently. I didn't watch this one. Uh it was the the hand of fate, right? Yeah. Like will sweep through if you try to if they try to cheat. Yeah, and it's funny because in both I got confused because in both episodes the plot line is kind of similar and the in the other one when they have like the the game in the police department and Gordon's like stuck in it yeah and like Batman's on the game and he's got like the one thing in his ear to talk to Robin it's like very similar plot lines of both episodes yeah but the but the but the first one is is really good and you got you got Conroy doing double duty as Bruce Wayne and Batman because in the beginning he's trying to Bruce is trying to buy the company that right right that created the game yeah and then Nigma's just a psychopath and he uh, he starts kidnapping everybody <laughs> and you gotta give it to John Glover for playing the Riddler very yeah un- underrated yeah the castings are great in this show for pretty much all the voice talent. And then yeah. we really don't have much to say negatively about, you know, about the show, like we were just saying, outside of a handful of bad episodes. But, I mean, it's really, it's well produced. It's well acted. The storylines are, are great. And this is one that I'll, if I'm going through a rewatch of even just a couple episodes, this is one I'll usually just still throw on. Yeah, it's just because it's... It, it gives me also that 60s vibe of like uh, a villain of the week sort of episode that's like just so wacky, like, Almost like you expect at some point to be like, will the dynamic duo survive? Like, find out next. Like, it's like they're setting a trap, almost like the '60s yeah. Batman, where you would expect it to be like something like that, something along those lines. And it's and so funny, me. like the like the whole plot of it is that they've built a theme park around this game, and the Riddler has taken over the the main attraction of yeah. the park. Yeah, with the Minotaur. Uh yeah, that's a good. How many more do you have left on your on your list? We don't use tape here. I got one left. How many you got left? Okay, one. So we're perfect then. So okay. yeah, you can you can do your number one, and I'll do mine. I'm assuming they're not the same. They are not. You actually shit on this episode already. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. So I mean, it's not number one in my heart. It's not even number one on this list, really. But it's the Great put, Ghost. I did put the Great Ghost. Wow. <laughs> It just that episode comes off to me like a poor mask of the phantasm. I, see, this is where you and I differ. It's, I think it's a very charming episode. It, you know, it shows a little bit of Bruce as a kid when his parents were alive. It, this is like his, this is like his Batman. This is his hero. Yeah. And I mean, the, the plot's a little like, like thin, you know, it's, uh, it's this cat. It's this guy who's lifted a plot line off of the TV show, and Bruce has to work as Bruce Wayne to get a copy of the show because he can't, you know, he can't find it anywhere. So he goes as Bruce Wayne to uh, like a guy that collects TV shows. He can't find it. He find he has to go to the library to find out the actor because there's no internet movie database in Batman the Animated Series. So he goes with Alfred to find it. And he uh, he meets him, and you know he 
he it, like it, it it's cute i mean you have adam west playing the washed up actor who played a superhero not too far removed from how he was in real life and he uh you know at the at the end of the episode it it goes off where like he as bruce wayne meets him at like a signing and tells him that he's like i used to watch you with my dad and you you were my hero and like you know the great ghost has no idea that he's batman and he's just you know he's like happy that he's like back in the public eye after helping batman in this in this like uh this situation that this mad bomber's blowing up shit and he's using the plot and like the toys from the gray ghost to like enact his plan. Yeah. I, I, I probably need to rewatch it and give it a second chance, but it's usually one of those episodes. I'm like, yeah, we can skip this one. I'm not going to rewatch that episode. And Conroy does a brief uh, appearance as Thomas Wayne in the episode, like early on. He's like, Oh, good night, Bruce. So uh, we, uh, we got to go to bed after this episode. Something like that. Sounds like somebody else. We don't know. Oh uh, yeah, I can't believe that's that's. Your, I mean, like you said, this is, your list is not in order, really, so much as that. Uh, I'm surprised that's on your list, honestly. You should give it another chance. I'm I'm, I'm going to give it another watch. I, like I, we we both. This is not my number one, obviously. We we both didn't include any Poison Ivy episodes, and I feel like there are some underrated episodes also. The Poison Ivy, where she like, there's multiple episodes where she's going on the straight and narrow, right? Where she's like, one, she's starting a family. One she's the that, ep- that episode Den. might be the weirdest episode of this show. Yeah, because her husband is like a version of Swamp Thing, basically, right? Isn't that that episode? She's like growing these kids, yeah. like in the basement. It's very strange. <laughs> it's really good though. It's, it's so well done. I know, and it's like this was like a kid show, like just fucking growing babies. And I remember they show the babies, and they they have like with like their belly button would be. It's like a stem. Yeah, it's fucking. It's so weird. <laughs> Okay, so my number one. Do are you are you have you wrapped around what you think my number one is? I have not given it any thought whatsoever. Okay, so my number one has been my number one for a long time. It's my favorite episode, probably of any of these superhero shows, because I mean, now when I was a kid, I didn't realize, but because this gave me the image of the villain that it would be for the rest as I grew up. But when this was originally created, this villain was almost like a laughable character and they took him into a serious direction that still stands now to this day. And Uh, uh, this guy's got a red popsicle stick. This is Heart of Ice. And this is the Mr. Freeze, basically like almost rebirth episode. It, not episode, but rebirth story completely. It makes it, you know, it gives the the, the Nora storyline with his wife and what he's he's doing it for her to save her. She's she's chronically ill, and you feel you feel for him by the you know the end of the episode. He's just trying to save his wife, and I think they did uh, like Paul Dini created wrote this episode. I think it was even nominated for an Emmy, but it made me like such a huge Mister Freeze fan yeah i love the joker but like it's just his story that started in this story arc is like a lot of the batman villains almost feel justified at certain points and i feel like that's why you 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 uh tie to them but like mr freeze is even more so than 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 that because he's never really out to be a bad guy 
He's, he's a scientist. He's smart. He's trying to save his wife. Oh, Nora. The voiceover is great. Also, his his I don't I don't know who does his voice. Now I'm gonna look it up because it's gonna bother the shit out of me. But he whoever voices him is is delightful, and he it's a testament to these guys that wrote the show because they pretty much brought Freeze back from you know being like a caricature to like a like a heavy villain right and then they brought in harley quinn completely created her from like right. nothing and now she's like kind of blown up as like huge like pop culture item just about yeah you know these guys are like you know they're amazing let's see who the hell who the hell voiced this guy yeah, we're gonna now we're gonna waste some waste some time here and find it. <laughs> but I I like Freeze. All of his episodes are are very interesting. Yeah, there's well, like he, the he also has the trope where he's gone straight. Also, right? I mean, I don't remember if that was the movie, uh, the Sub Zero movie, or or that was another one of the episodes. But well, you he, got like he has the, some great episodes. My favorite and. It's because you and I are kind of, you know, in this in this wheelhouse here because we're both like Batman and we both like Disney. There's a freeze episode where he is hired by this guy who is like a fucking demented version of Walt Disney who wants to be frozen. Yes. And he hires freeze to do it. And he like creates this city and it's like a riff on Epcot. The whole the whole thing is just it's so good and it's like if you if you're in that Venn diagram here it comes again <laughs> you like Disney especially like old school Disney and Disney history and you like Batman and they cross forget it and they cross that's the episode you gotta watch <laughs> that freeze episode and then you got the other one where like I, it's in the new the new one um, yeah where, where he is his head is all that's left of him and he's got like <laughs> He turns into like a spike, like almost out of the thing. It's like a, a spider head that can yeah. get around. And and I love how like the the reveal of that. It's like horror music, and yeah. then it's with like the his shadow. fucking head. It's his head with like the fucking robotic spider legs yeah. underneath it. It's great, and that's in the newer uh, drawn style. Also, he doesn't look quite the same, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't know who this guy is. He is f- fucking dead, though. He's been oh. dead for some time. <laughs> since 2013 but this episode he feels so sympathetic and he's got like at the end of the episode where he's got like the tear like freezing on his face right when when yeah. he's in the arkham and then batman is like still watching him with 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 nora there he's he he is tragic he's a tragic they make him into a, a very tragic character and that carries on through like even up to today that's right. like his well his that's thing. what i'm saying like th- this episode is so iconic because it really remade the character and now it still stands to this day. Like if this episode never happened, what would Mr. Freeze be? Would he be a fucking condiment king? Like what he wouldn't be anything special, right? I mean I, I don't even know what what they would have done with him, to be honest. They might not even have used him. It might Captain Cold would be the more used he, character he, because of the Justice League and Flash. Yeah, he might have been relegated to like uh you know fucking one yeah. and done character 
but there was recently, and this, this veers off, and we can we can wrap it up for this after that. But uh, there was a recent comic, and I say recent, probably like the past five to ten years that I remember. They were doing a Mister Mister Freeze storyline, and it makes it like uh, the same sto- basic story that he's protecting Nora. But it it comes to the end of the story, and you realize that he's just a, a delusional schizophrenic. Like he there's no Nora. He just oh, thinks he's, he's just saving crazy. someone, and he's just yeah, he's just crazy. Nice. Yeah, so that that really like evolves the character even more. But I still like that he's got this this human side to him still, and he's such a smart guy that he's just really out for his his love. Yeah, it's very romantic, especially now we're almost in Valentine's Day. Freeze your spouse. That's perfect. that's a takeaway. Send send your your greeting cards to us, and we could share them. <laughs> but uh, I think that's it for the tribute for Kevin Conroy. Uh, like we said, we weren't going to discuss the movies, but I love Mask of the Phantasm. I love Return of the Joker. I love the, the Sub-Zero movie because it has Batman and it has uh, Mr. Freeze in it. I've never seen Sub-Zero movie. You've never seen it at all? No. Oh, I might have to send you a screen pass for that. It's short. It's only like 80 minutes long. It's good. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Mask of the Phantasm is probably like peak Batman animated. At- Return of the Joke, Return of the Joker. Everybody loves. I go wild for. I mean, it's really not his movie, Conroy. Anyway, it wouldn't be. You know, it's a Batman Beyond movie. But I, I, I like it. But I feel like it got very hyped because of the way it was made and like it was edited. And this was like, when did that movie come out? Ninety nine. We're probably around there. Yeah. And it was very like. I mean, it's, at least for it's, me, it's got a very dark storyline to it. I mean, it does. I, and I don't like, want to spoil it. Just I know it's a super old movie, but if it's something you've never seen before, you deserve to not have it spoiled. But I think part of it is like the mystique it had when it came out, and people found out that you know all like scenes were cut. It was even darker than what they released. Yeah, and it was like not easy to come by. I guess it was like released overseas. I remember because uh, we had the use the lime wire and not catch the computer aids to to download it <laughs> on and, and see the and see yeah. like the you know but now that that's available everywhere you can watch the yeah Unreal. but it but, but like yeah it was it? something like, alluring and special that you could watch it yeah that was like over 20 years ago and it, you know that wasn't like easy to easy thing to come by right but I think that's what gets like the the hype of it and it also bridges like the the new Batman and the and the old yeah, well, and then they had the flashback scenes where where Bruce is Batman, and so yeah, plays in, plays into your gray ghost. It does not as charming, but it does. <laughs> they, they do a pretty good job with it. You I mean you go back with that also? But that is it for the Kevin Conroy tribute. What we're going to be working on next is we're going to. Last we spoke, but Joe was not on that show. It was with Benny. We did a little bit DC discussion. And where the DC slate was going to go. And now we're seven or eight months later. And we actually have a, a path for where that DC slate is going to go. And then so, five episodes from now, the whole DC. Maybe different. The, the whole DCEU will already be released in theaters and streaming <laughs> on Discovery Max. Because they'll already have sold the HBO name to somebody else. Oops, you never know. And we're also going to discuss separately, see how, how, how much how much uh, mileage we can get out of this this recording session is we're going to do our phase four uh, review 
or ranking and uh, leading right up to Ant-Man. So the plan is we'll have this episode we are already listening to. And then right before Ant-Man will be our next episode, which will be ranking of phase four. And then after that, we will do the slate for the DCU, James Gunn DCU. Bang, bang. And fun fact for everyone out there, James Gunn is not British, despite his appearance. <laughs> I, didn't, I never thought that, but you're entitled to it, Joe. You don't think he looked British? No. You don't think he eats beans with, like, bread? No. I didn't know that was a thing until recently, either. Oh, I'm sorry, Governor. You didn't know that. <laughs> Overall, I hear you from London night, mate. Maybe he's going to meet up with Paul Rudd after Ant-Man. <laughs> you sound after like he, you're from London, mate. After Kang beats him with the starfish. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next time. Rest easy, Kevin. Yes. Conroy, not Ad Dark Knight. Thank you.